Yes, 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 God favors me. I scream, yes, 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 God favors me. I speak alive. Prosperity, God favors me. I speak life. And prosperity, God favors me. Yes, 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 God favors me. And God favored me. Thank you. For his love. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. The word of the Lord says, For God first loved us yes, he did. before we loved him. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. So he first showed us love. We blessed God. Even as I present the word of God, um, we are going to congratulate. Yes. Um, our own uh, Elijah, your boy, hey, is part of the team, lightweight and lightweight. And um, he was uh, nominated as a valedictorian of his class, meaning very brilliant, smart, and sharp. Yeah. God is going to do great things in his life. And we ask that God continue to um, lead and guide him and continue to give him wisdom, understanding, and intelligence. Amen. Hallelujah. God has uh, more for you. And we also will acknowledge all our team lightweight members, Esther Yeboah, Joshua Yeboah, and of course, uh, these are our media support team. God continue to bless you and anoint you for the great work you're doing for God. Hallelujah. Uh, Kevin Yeboah is not here, but he works behind the scenes. That's my oldest son. He's the one in charge of our YouTube and our, you know, we have a, an actual TV ministry, uh, KAZQ Channel yes. 32, that broadcasts um, in New Mexico and some parts of uh, Arizona reaching over a million household. Uh, we have a TV ministry and he is the one that makes sure the messages get to the TV, um, the, 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 the TV, um, uh, what uh, what you call it? Media. The TV media department. department. Yes. Hallelujah. We thank God. Where this morning I have a word for us. Uh, my message this morning is entitled "Love Covers a Multitude of Sins." Love covers a multitude of sins. I want you to repeat that after me. Let Let's all say it together. And why do we always want you to, you know, say or repeat? Uh, uh, what we are preaching with that, so that it become a confession that sinks in your heart. Amen. When it gets into your soul and your heart, then it could influence your life and your spiritual walk with the Lord. That's why we always want you to join us to repeat certain uh, statements. So this morning, I want you to repeat after me. Love covers a multitude of sins. And you say, but Pastor, are you trying to support sin? That is not what that means. That means that sin is a weakness. So when 
any of us fall in that weakness, we are to help them or we are to support and provide strength in that weakness so that, and it could be many means. It could be in prayer and it could be in prayer that is spiritual and it could be physical, things that we do physically to support. The word of the Lord in Genesis, um, uh, prophet Noah, Noah was a prophet of God. And the word of God said, Noah, after the floods, I believe it was part of him celebrating what God has done. He got drunk and was naked, but one of his children, his sons, uh, took a cloth and make sure he did not see his father's nakedness and covered him up. But the other, I believe it was him, looked at his father's nakedness and laughed. He was making mockery. Hallelujah. So that uh, if uh, one of us uh, fall into sin, our approach as to how we, we approach it, it should be in love. And that's uh, basically that's what Peter was saying. Let's look at it. First Peter chapter 4, verse 8 to 9 says, Above all, have fervent and what? Unfailing love for one another. Because love covers a multitude of sins. It is, it what? Overlooks unkindness and unselfishly. Unkindness, on, on, on it is kind and it is not selfish. And he seeks the best for others, seeking the best for others. Be hospitable to one another without complaint. Be hospitable, meaning we should come to each other's aid and help. Hallelujah. And we have been um, talking about the prodigal son. We've been looking into Luke chapter 15, verse Luke chapter 15. And last week, we dealt with the prodigal son. I believe Jesus told this parable, and that represents the role of God, the role of God. So that parable was speaking of the role of God in our life as believers and also unbelievers that will come to Christ, reaching to God. Hallelujah. God's love to us is through Jesus. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. God's love to us is through Jesus. It says, he is the mediator. I am the way, the truth, and the life. The life we live in God will live through Jesus. Jesus came to exhibit, to demonstrate how God expects us to live life. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. So Jesus said, I am and I am, we know, God uh, revealed himself to the people of Israel. Moses, his fresh encounter with God, God said, I am that I am. So Jesus said, being the son of God, said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one cometh to the Father except through, through me. There are many ways. There are many ways. There are many religions trying to read to God, but Jesus demonstrated and he, he, he stands different among all religious leaders to proclaim and claim 
that he is the way, the truth, and the life. Let's look at Luke chapter 15, verse 18 to 32. First lady, if you could help us and expand she reading this word of God for us. Amen. I will get up and go to my father and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Hallelujah. Just treat me like one of your hired men. So he got up and came to his father. Yes. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was moved with compassion for glory, him. Glory, glory. And ran and embraced him and kissed him. And the son said to the father, and the son said to him, father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Yes. But the father said to his servants, quickly bring one of the best robe, bring out the best robe and put it on him and give him a ring for his hand and sandals for his feet mm -hmm. and bring the fattened calf and slaughter it. And let us invite everyone and feast and celebrate. Hallelujah. For this son of mine was as good as dead yes. and is alive again. He was lost and has been found. Yes. So they began to celebrate. Now his older son was in the field. And when he returned and approached the house, he heard music and dancing. So he summoned one of the servants and began asking what this celebration meant. Hallelujah. And he said to him, your brother has come and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has received him back safe and sound. Yes. But the elder brother became angry and deeply resentful and was not willing to go in. Yes. And his father came out and began pleading with him. But he said to his father, look, these many years mm. I have served you and I have never neglected or disobeyed your command yet. You have never given me so, so much as a young goat so that I might celebrate with my friends. Mm. But when this other son of yours arrived, who has devoured your estate with immoral woman, women, you slaughtered that fattened calf for him. The father said to him, son, you are always with me and all that is mine is yours. Mm. But it was fitting to celebrate and rejoice. For this brother of yours was as good as dead, mm. and he has begun to live. He was lost and has been found. Hallelujah. I said, this brother of you. And I will encourage you to look for last week's message. Um, the foundation was laid, and so it will give you more understanding and meaning as to where we started and where we, are, where we went and where we're mm -hmm. going with this message. It's a series. So today is part two. So, and so the prodigal son, the brother, the older brother mm -hmm. began to complain about the action of the younger brother who we always call the prodigal son. This once again is a parable that Jesus um, told uh, describing how God feels about uh, the lost souls in the world. And even some of us that uh, are believe it uh, our believers and maybe fall off mm -hmm. um our faith and our work in god and decides to come back to christ decides to come back to god through christ the approach how do we accept them jesus parable demonstrated how god wants us to approach um believers or unbelievers 
who fall off their faith mm-hmm. and, and want to come back again to their love in God yes. and even reaching to unbelievers. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. It says, this prodigal son, his behavior, and last week we uh, described that represent the behavior of some Christian believers and non-believers. Mm-hmm. Today we are uh, who are undeserving of the love of our Father God. But he forgives everyone of their sins yes. and gives us second chances. So the prodigal son was given a second chance by the Father. And the parable is demonstrating our work with God, mm-hmm. our work with God. So that's the meaning we are to derive from this uh, parable of Jesus Christ in Luke chapter 15. God forgave the, the father representing God in that parable, forgave the son and uh, accepted him back and, 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 uh, is, uh, and, and uh, restored him back to his position as the son. Hallelujah. Back to his position. So meaning when we sin, we lose our position in God. We lose it, but we do not lose our sonship. We lose our position. So this young man was restored back. And um, today's message is part of last weekend's message. And I'm talking about the action or behavior of the older son. And are we using these uh, two sons to uh, compare with uh, sex and groups of Christians, believers and unbelievers, how we act, how we behave, how we are approached to sin. Hallelujah. When someone falls, it, it, is, it is our assignment to help them mm. out of their weakness and to bring them back up to that position yes. where they were in God. Yes. We are to support each other. We are to be an accountable partner to each other in our work with God. So that we see that we all have weaknesses and we need each other's help to establish our relationship with God. We need each other's help. That's why the word of the Lord said, do not forsake the assembly of the brethren. Because in that assembly, God um, bring all us together to help each other out. And it's the same in our families too. We are, we belong to certain families because God knows we need help mm-hmm. and that family will provide that help, mm-hmm. will support us. Mm-hmm. And in our work with God, spiritual work with God, uh, with this parable, these brothers represent two group sets of Christian believers, believers, who are strong in the Lord and unbelievers who what fall and are led by sin into the world to lead sinful lifestyle, wasteful lifestyles, but come to themselves, to their senses, and want their love and their relationship with God restored. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. And so the other brother's actions represents what judgmental however have you heard about it 
judgmental, holier than thou, serve righteous Christians. They are always right. They are, they are holy, holier than thou. They have no fault. They have no mistakes. They, are, they don't commit no sins. Hallelujah. And these sects or types of Christian believers have no compassion for the pride of others, mm -hmm. especially when sin pushes them into the world, but when they come to themselves or their senses and want back their relationship with their father, who is God. Sometimes such kind of believers treat those that are falling into sin and are coming back, trying to come back to God, mm. treat them as what? Outcasts right. or undeserving of God's love. We put ourselves in the place of God and we determine that these people are undeserving of God's love mm -hmm. because that exactly was the complaint of the older brother. He said, this your sinful son, you are pouring love on him when he came back. Things that you have never done for me before. Mm -hmm. You are doing it for him. Mm -hmm. You are treating him like some righteous son of yours. Mm -hmm. You are treating him very special. And you have not done that for me. Right. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Sometimes such unbelievers are looked down upon as sinners. Mm -hmm. Instead of we that are strong in the Lord, supporting them with love. Love covers a multitude of sin. Yes. The father covered the sin of the son and did not, uh, you know, uh, throw a, 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 a temper tantrum, an outbash, and lambash the son for what he had done. Hallelujah. But the father remembered that his son could have been killed. His son could have been lost. Sin could have destroyed his son, mm -hmm. but now he has his son back. He now have another chance to develop and build the son back up. Another chance to uh, uh, strengthen relationship with the son and pour into him. And that is the position we are to take because we are um, who God will use we are to demonstrate that shame love, just as the father in this parable demonstrated love. So that the, the, the weak, so that those that fall in sin mm -hmm. can restore their lost relationship with God back. Amen. Beloved, holier than thou, self-righteous believers, hallelujah. Sometimes what we do most especially when we know of someone's sin, mm -hmm. we decide to categorize the sin. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. We become judgmental. And, and the word of the Lord said, dash shall not judge. The seat of judgment only belongs to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The seat of judgment belongs to God because we don't know what spirit influenced this person to commit the sin they committed. We don't know if there is a, a demonic force. Right. They are being possessed and need deliverance from the power of God. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. We are to avail ourselves for the power of God to use us to bring deliverance to those that have sinned, committed sin. And if it is a serious or big sin, judgmental, holier than thou, self-righteous Christian, 
find it very hard to forget that type of sin. When, when sinners come in the midst of us, hallelujah. Because sinners will want to find us that are strong mm -hmm. to come to God, to come to the assembly of God, mm -hmm. to drown back the assembly of God. So that relationship lost with the Father God through Jesus will be restored. In the sight of God, beloved, sin is sin. Hallelujah. God do not have small sin or little sin. God sees all sin as sin. But it is the consequences of our sin that differ. Hallelujah. God forgives us of our sin, but his spiritual principle had already spoken that there will be consequences and we have to live to pay for the consequences. Hallelujah. So sometimes someone comes to the Lord and, and you know, find Christ, but they go through some situations and we wonder, what, are they experiencing what they experience because they came to Christ? Maybe it's, that is not the case. That is not the answer. But it is because they are sins they have to pay. Yes. There are sins they have to pay. And that is part of uh, 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 what God will use to mold, shape, and develop us in our spiritual work with him. Hallelujah. God will pour his love even as we experience consequences to our sin. Mm -hmm. The consequences of sin, let's look at an example. For someone who stole, who stole um, something from somebody from a store mm -hmm. somewhere, will be different from someone who kills somebody. Yeah. Let's look at a great deep sin that people might have committed. God will forgive us all, but then the consequences mm -hmm. we will live to pay. And beloved, let us not forget the, 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 the fact that our legal system is built on addressing the consequences. Hallelujah. And how, where did our legal system get uh, the way it, 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 it makes our judgment. It got it through the spiritual principle of God. Hallelujah. Amen. And our legal system addresses the consequences of sin. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. So if you stole a little thing, the consequences, uh, even in our legal system, uh, is different from if you are killed, if you are committed murder. Yes, Hallelujah. So in degrees and levels of sin that we could commit, the consequences are different. But God is love. He said, I've forgiven you of your sins. And Galatians chapter 6 addresses whatever a man sows, that shall he also what? Reap. Whatever a man sows, that shall he or she also reap. Unbelievers who the Holy Spirit convicts, it is the Spirit of God that convicts, that brings us to ourselves, yes. that brings us to our senses and gives us the enlightenment. Let us know that, no, we are not in right standing with God. No, we have sinned. No, we are going the wrong way when it comes to the things of God. It is the Holy Spirit that does that. And that is what is called convict. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. And those of us that live in sin and never come back, uh, uh, the word of God describes us as, as our spiritual conscience mm -hmm. 
is shared. Your spiritual conscience is shared and you are lost in your shame and you are you, you ignore the the prompts of the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. telling you you're going the wrong way and come back. But those of us that get convicted and we 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 regret and now we come to the realization that we need God back. The Spirit leads us to accept Jesus Christ, Amen. to turn our life around, to come back in right position with God. The Spirit of God that convicts, that convicts believers and unbelievers, the sinners, and want them to come to Christ, leads them to accept Jesus Christ for salvation. Especially when one is tired of their sinful living, hallelujah, and sinful life. And the place for us to develop our salvation, we all know, is within the assembly of God. That's as I mentioned the first time. It's within the church, mm -hmm. hallelujah. No matter the level of church now, whether it's online, mm -hmm. that's why we are speaking into your life yes. as a church, you who is divinely positioned as a partner, you who is hearing and listening, you who consistently fellowship with us online, you have become, a, we have become a church. Amen. We have become a church, hallelujah, because we as believers and followers of Christ meet through this medium Amen. to fellowship, hallelujah, Amen. to receive from one another what God has in store for So the place for us to develop our salvation is the church. Mm -hmm. And when such people come, hallelujah, as the Father demonstrated love, we are to love on those that are weak, that are fallen from short of the glory as we all have, but the weak ones that the enemy was able to, to, to pick out, the one that the enemy was able to let us straight off out of their relationship with God. We are to wrap our hands of love around them, showing them the love of God, the agape love, hallelujah. The agape love of God demonstrated that God looked beyond our fault and our sins, and he loved that. He, how did he love her? He sent the only begotten son to die for us, for our sins. He became the propitiation of our sin. He was the atonement, the sacrificial lamb that was used to atone of our sin. His blood saved us, turned us around, and restored us back yes. to God again. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Unbelievers who come to Christ the first time, the first time, there are those that have never heard of Christ. Right. And they are doing their own thing by the Spirit of God leads them to accept salvation. The first time, hallelujah. Amen. We are to love them. And when we do that, it will it, it brings confirmation to them that they have made the right decision yes. to turn their life around. Yes. But beloved, I want us to look at the anger of the older brother. Mm. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 15, verse 28 to 32. The things the older brother complained about. He complained. Mm -hmm. that the father was loving the younger brother back and was restoring him. Hallelujah. Amen. And in last week's message, uh, 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 I spoke about how 
the, the, the robe and the ring and the shoes, what is symbolized in our work with God. Why the Father ordered a, a merrymaking, hallelujah. And Jesus in the beginning of that parable before this section said, who of you will not celebrate and rejoice mm -hmm. and call neighbors to rejoice yeah. that they have a hundred sheep and they lost one. And when they find that one, when they go searching and find that lost sheep, will not celebrate and rejoice. Mm -hmm. And J Jesus said in that parable, when one soul is lost, hallelujah, to the world, and is found, just as in this parable, the angels in the heavens rejoice mm -hmm. for that lost soul that have come to God through Christ. Mm -hmm. So in Luke chapter 15, verse 28 to 32, um, we have read it already, so look at that. Uh, talks about the behavior of this older brother, how he complains. Now let's look at it. Let's look at his attitude. The older brother, and I have said, represent some Christians today. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. The older brother's behavior and action and attitude represents uh, some Christians today. His old attitude could be described as a Christian believer whose yes obedience to God is filled with complaint and murmuring, mm -hmm. murmuring and complaining, mm -hmm. and not rendering a loving service to God towards one another. Mm -hmm. The behavior of the older brother speaks of a believer who lacks empathy, empathy. And what does the word empathy mean? Empathy means putting ourselves in the shoes of somebody, right. feeling like it was us that that situation had before. Mm -hmm. We can help nobody if we don't empathize with the situation. Right. If we look at them and begin to judge them, if we look at them and begin to speak, uh, you know, words that we ought not to say, right that the person has fallen into that situation. We cannot love them, but we are to empathize. We are to see them in that situation as it could have been us. Yes. It could have been you in that situation. The other brother refers to his younger brother, not as a brother, but as your son. The older brother told the father, your son, hallelujah, disconnected the loving, brother relationship, hallelujah. And refer to me as your son, it's your son. It's not my brother, it's your son, hallelujah. But then he no doubt suspected and accused his brother of sin he himself would have liked to commit. And that's why the word of God said, do not judge because sometimes when we judge, we, 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 we give the enemy chance to push out to fall, into that same sin we were judging and even worse, do worse, hallelujah. So Luke chapter 15 verse, they said, but when his other son, when this other son of yours arrived, who has devoured your estate with immoral women, how did he know that he wasted the wealth on immoral women? Unless he had a mind that if he was to find himself to stray away from the father like that, he would have been doing the same thing. He would have been going out to enjoy sin. Hallelujah. 
Two, the older brother lacks understanding of the father's love. And because he lacks understanding of the father's love, made his heart to be frozen with what? Self-righteousness. I'm right all the time. I'm the rightful one. But beloved, not only in this parable, but some believers, some Christian Christians miss those qualities of God's law and do not understand why God is patient, why God is martial forbearance and grieves over sinners. So the message of God endureth forever. Hallelujah. He tarries with us and, and want us to come to him. Hallelujah. And that is the reason why some believers do not understand why God is so merciful. Because what God's mercy is not to destroy, but to give us a second chance by waiting to bring us to salvation. Hallelujah. By waiting to bring us to salvation. Three, we should look at the sins of the older and the younger brother and know that it, it was physical and spiritual. The younger brother's sin was more fleshly. He took the wealth and went to enjoy a wasteful, sinful lifestyle. Mm -hmm. But then it's the, uh, the, 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 the deadly sins of traditional four, four of the mind and spirit and three describes the flesh. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Four is of the mind, four is of the soul, and three describe fleshly living, like letting our flesh to lead us to, uh, you know, live a sinful lifestyle. But then we are uh, to watch out for this trap of just sins. Hallelujah. And what would a spiritual shame mean? Meaning, set as Jealousy, such as envy, such as hate, harboring unforgiveness and offense in your heart. Mm -hmm. These are sins that naked eyes cannot see. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. But the fleshly ones, eyes could see. We could see you uh, uh, prostituting. We could see you stealing. We could see you doing whatever you're drinking or, or wasting in drugs and alcohol. We could see it. But when somebody is hateful, it's in your heart. They plot and plan hate, envy, jealousy, mm -hmm. backbiting, gossiping, and all these things, which are, are considered a spiritual sin. Mm -hmm. The naked eyes could not see. And it's more poisonous and deadly. Mm -hmm. Because if you hate on someone, then you could plot and plan, and even you could end up in what? Murder. Mm -hmm. Murder. Hallelujah. And, and so we see that since sin happens in one's heart, mm -hmm. which is filled with hate, and is the root of all evil. So these spiritual sins are really the root of all evil, the spiritual nature in our soul that lead us to uh, do it in, in, in the open and in the flesh. For we now know that both sons have revolted against the father. And in our situation, even in our Christian lifestyle, which could be compared to these sons, 
we should also know that we have sinned against the Father if we find ourselves in any position that describes the prodigal son and the older son. And therefore, we are to come to what? Repentance. Look at your walk with God as you hear this message today and come to a place of repentance. Repentance is how we respond to this message that we are receiving today. Hallelujah. And how should we respond to this message? How should we come to repentance to be at a better place in our work with God? One, we should all ask God to fill us with his agape love. Love is spiritual. God's love is something, if we are able to do it, we need God to fill us with that type of love. And agape love is unconditional of looking beyond someone for and still extending an arm of love to them in any situation they are in. And that should be towards family members since we are dealing with the parable deals with the family. I rather want to address it on the family level. We are to ask God's love towards family members we are believing God to save. Hallelujah. There are some people that are in your life or friends or associates, wherever they are, that you are believing God to save. We should ask God because if we act like the older son acted, we might drive them away. Hallelujah. And they'll look at us as, you know, what kind of Christian are you? You know, so to be at a better place, to be able to win them over, and to have an open, loving heart towards them so God will see our heart and hear our prayer for them. That's what we are to do. In our prayer, we should ask for divine intervention for God to forgive them, for God to give them the grace, the empowerment to turn their lives into the hands of Jesus Christ. The empowerment, the grace to turn their lives, give their life over to Jesus Christ so that they will be saved and make Jesus the center of their life. It needs grace. They need grace. Hallelujah. And in our continuous persistent prayer, they will get there. They will will write to God uh, to accept salvation on our faith. Hallelujah. Two, in our prayer, let us ask God's grace and mercy for them. So that God's love and forgiveness, God's love and forgiveness will locate them. Hallelujah. God will forgive them of their sins. Mm -hmm. We can ask God's mercy for our loved ones that are lost, that are are living in sin. We should not be judgmental, Mm -hmm. but in a loving manner. So when we are addressing these people, our loved ones, our family, our children, mm-hmm. our grandchildren, our friends that are living a sinful lifestyle that we're expecting God to uh, save, mm-hmm. we should not be so critical and judgmental. We should talk to them about God's love, how God loved the world, how Jesus Christ died for their sins. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. And also, we, we should use God's word to describe their behavior, which use God's word to talk about how they are behaving and the expectation of God. We should always direct them to the word of God. Hallelujah. John chapter 8, verse 3 to 11, the reason why Jesus told the 
uh, leaders of the church that were trying to stone this adulterous woman mm -hmm. said, he who have not sinned before. So we should not see ourselves as righteous, as holier than thou, mm. that we have never seen before when we are addressing our family members and loved ones that we, we want God to save. We should not be in the position of we being holier than thou never have seen before. Mm -hmm. Because God also loved us and saved us. We find the grace of God and we were saved. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. So we should also extend the same grace to these people. Jesus said, any one of you who have not sinned before, be the first one to cast a stone. Right. And he, he bowed his head down and the word of the Lord in John chapter eight, right. verse three to 11. I want you to read that John chapter eight, verse three to 11. And he bowed his head down for the sake of time. That should be your assignment. And acted like he was writing something. And some scholars believe he was pointing everybody's sin out to them. And the word of the Lord in John chapter 8, verse 3 to 11, these people that had uh, decided to stone this man. But it was the law. They were, they were acting in the law. Hallelujah. But then they met the man of compassion. They met the God of love, full of unconditional love. And he said, who, he who have not sinned before should be the first one that cast the first stone was to murder this woman. And when he lifted his head up, everybody had disappeared. Hallelujah. Three, we are to forgive those who have offended us. Mm. Forgiveness. The father forgave the prodigal son of his sin and took him back again as son. Remember offense happens when we wait too long to forgive those that have committed mistake against us. When we get to the level of holding for unforgiveness and offense is two, one is deeper. Mm -hmm. Unforgiveness starts and then when we, we do not forgive, it ends up as offense. Yes. And what is the difference? When there's an offense in your heart towards someone, now the spirit of offense has taken over. Mm -hmm. Now you have a demon ruling over your heart and deepening the hate you have towards that person. Hallelujah. Now it's a spirit, a demon involved that is making you hate so deeply, strongly against somebody that have committed a mistake towards you. And at this stage, your heart will need to be delivered. You need the power of the Holy Ghost to come into your heart and break your soul and break that spirit of offense off your heart to make it easy for you to forgive this person of their sin. Hallelujah. Amen. We are to forgive because sometimes we don't know what type of spirit influence these people to offend us in that way. Because the enemy could influence anybody to offend you, hallelujah. Why? Knowing that when you are unable to forgive, then your prayers will be hindered. So the enemy could operate in that, in that area to cause us to hold offense, hallelujah. So we are to quickly forgive people that offend us and that make mistakes against us, hallelujah. 
as most especially when they are living in sin, when people are living in sin, it's easily for the enemy to influence them, right. to offend us, or to cause certain deep mistakes that we could hold on to. Remember the word of law says, a man's enemies are the people of his own household. Why? The most people that the enemy could use to offend you more that will hurt and deeply uh, build offense in your heart is your loved ones because you then wonder why my loved one is doing this to me. But we should know the role and the place of demons in a situation like that mm -hmm. so that we hear the word of God to forgive. Hallelujah. Say forgive so that I will also forgive you. Beloved, the prodigal son who was led astray by sin offended his father. Mm -hmm. If the father was to dwell on the action of the prodigal son, he could have been offended just like some of us parents are offended as I speak in your life. There is a father, there is a mother, there is a grandfather, grand, grandmother that is offended for the actions of their child, of their, of their son, of their granddaughter, grandson, and is holding offense towards this child. Hallelujah. But beloved, the father of this prodigal son, prodigal son, excuse me, could have also been offended and not accept the son back. Hallelujah. And let him stay out there and die in sin. Hallelujah. But let's look at the action of the prodigal son's father that represent our father God, that loved him back, so that if we love, God will also love us deeply. Hallelujah. Our reward will be bigger. He could have also not forgave his son, but he was full of love and forgave his son. For the reason why to forgive is that a believer inheriting heaven depends on forgiving people who have sinned against you. For you to inherit heaven, all the crown we need in our work with God is to inherit heaven. So what good will, will serve you if you are holding offenses and you miss out going to heaven and you miss out on your eternal life? But someone who is still holding on to grudge, even as you are forgiven. Sometimes we forgive people and we see that they're still holding grudge in their heart towards us. That should not be a problem. But as far as we have gone to God and prayed and asked God to even forgive us and forgive the person, God knows. And those that are holding offense towards us, the Father will send angels to fight that fight on our behalf. The father will send his angels. If you wonder what happens to people we forgive and still have not forgiven us, God send his angels to deal with those people mm -hmm. on our, our behalf. Remember Jesus' prayer on the cross? He says, Father, for, as they beat Jesus, as they spat on his feet, as they speared his side with the, with the, with the spear, and blood was coming out. As they tore his expensive clothes and, and, and gamble on it, hallelujah. And, and when he was hanging on the cross, as they 
pressed the crown of thorns around his head and blood was oozing out all over his body. And they warped him and blood was oozing, flesh torn all out his back. What did he say? Father, forgive them. Mm. For they know not what they do. Why did yes. Jesus pray that prayer? Because Jesus knew that Satan had influenced them to do what they did to him. Hallelujah. Satan was angry. Satan was mad. And all that he could do was to punish Jesus for the last time. Because after he gave up the gods, Jesus said, it is finished. And he obtained glory. He obtained power over death. The Satan knew that and knew exactly what the cross meant. Hallelujah. But Jesus knew who had influenced these soldiers, these people, these churches to do what they did. And he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. So that we forgive those who offend us as the prodigal son, Father, who represent God there. Hallelujah. God bless you. Hallelujah. I pray, I ask that God deliver your heart from any spirit of offense in the name of Jesus, the power of God deliver everybody's heart. I see a mother, I see a father, I see somebody in a, a guardianship position, if you are not a father, a mother, or somebody that I help a child, a daughter, or somebody that took somebody in as a father or as their mother, and they have offended you, and you are still holding on to that offense as you watch this message, I pray that the power of God locate your heart and deliver your heart in the mighty name of Jesus and pour his love into you one more time that you'll be able to forgive that offense. The power of God break the spirit of offense over any parent's heart, over any parent's spirit. That's our, towards any child of theirs. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Father, restore relationship this hour. Restore broken relationship by your power so that our prayers will be answered by you. Hallelujah. If you wonder why some prayers of yours has not been answered, set your heart, set your heart and forgive offense and forgive grudges. Hallelujah. Let go of hate in the name of Jesus. Let go of unforgiveness. Let go of judgmental spirit. Hallelujah. I pray the spirit of empathy take over our heart, take over our heart, take over our spirit, take over our soul. The spirit of empathy, I release through this broadcast over your heart, your spirit, your mind, your soul, that will have the great, will find the grace to walk in the love of God. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray, hallelujah. God bless you in Jesus' name. I want to ask you a question. Do you know Jesus? Mm. Hallelujah. If you, if you are to die a minute or two from now, could you sincerely say where your soul will be, whether in heaven or in hell? You say, Pastor, I don't know. I really am not sure. It's a sign that you need Jesus. The word of the Lord says, it is appointed for man to die and there's judgment after that. Even not that, even now, we need Jesus. Looking at all that is going on in our lives now, Jesus is the answer. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. 
He said, I came that ye might have life and have it more abundantly. The enemy, Satan, came to kill, steal, and destroy. There's some destruction going on in your life now. There's the enemy stealing your joy, stealing your blessing. There's some killing going on, dreams being killed, visions being killed, businesses being killed, jobs and careers being killed. And even physically, people's lives being ended shortly by one incident or the other. Hallelujah. But Jesus said, I came that year might have life and have it more abundantly. Life is in Jesus. Whatever crisis you are experienced with, life is in Jesus. And that life also extends into life eternal. So life here on earth and life when we die, we'll find our soul into the arms of our Father through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And this is what Jesus means. Mm -hmm. If you want to accept Jesus into your life and muscle in your heart from all that I've spoken about God's love this hour, that is how God shows us his love yes. through his son Jesus operating in our life. You have to make a decision to accept him. And then the rest, the spirit of God will help you to work this new love in God through Christ. Repeat this prayer after me, dear Jesus. Dear Jesus, I thank you for dying on the cross. I thank you for dying on the cross to save me from my sins. To save me from my sins. I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you are the Son. Of I God. believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you are the Son. Of I invite God. you into my heart. I invite you into my heart. I invite you into my heart. I invite you into my to heart. be my Lord and personal Savior. To be my Lord and personal and Savior. And I'll serve you, dear Jesus. And I will serve you dear for Jesus. the rest of my life. Hallelujah. I declare you saved. Angels in the heavens are rejoicing for your soul. And your name has been written in the Lamb's book of life. That is the book in heaven. Read Revelation chapter 20, verse 11 to 16, so that it will give you more information about that. This book of life will determine who goes to heaven and who goes to hell. Hell with Satan and the demon and heaven with Jesus and the Father. I declare you saved. Let us hear from you that you got saved. We also open uh, our church doors online so that you'll become a member. Our information will come on the, on, the, on the screen. Now you have made a covenant with God, hallelujah. Walk in this covenant by obeying the word of God to develop your salvation. And God will fulfill his end of the covenant. God Whatever God's word says about us, we shall experience it when we walk in the word of God. And that is the covenant we have made with God by accepting Jesus as our Lord and personal Savior. The covenant is the word of God. I want you to look for a Bible. If you don't have one, a new one, uh, send us a message and we'll send you a Bible. And when you find a Bible, go all the way to the New Testament, begin to read the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and we'll speak to you more about Jesus that you have found in your heart. God bless you. Firstly. Amen. What a powerful, powerful Amen. message. Amen. And, you know, love covers a multitude of sins. Yes. And, you know, you may be listening and you may say, well, pastor, I heard the message, but, you know, I just, I believe, but I, I, 
I still have unbelief that I can forgive them of what they have done to me because it was so hurtful. It was so painful. But you know what? In Matthew, um, in Matthew chapter, I'm sorry, Mark chapter um, 11. No, 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 Pastor. I'm over here um, in Mark chapter 9, verse 24. And a man was believing for healing for his son. He says, Lord, help my unbelief. You know, you have to have a personal conversation with the father yes. and say, Father, help my unbelief. Help me to forgive my brother or my sister of what they have done to me. It doesn't mean what they did was right. It does yeah. not mean what they said was right. But you, this is between you and the father now. And that's why the Bible says in, in Matthew chapter 6, verse 15, it says, but if you don't forgive others of, of their sins, neither will the father forgive you my yes. god so that's between you and the father now it's no longer between you and them it's between you and the father oh man amen yes and yes so i want to invite you um right now um to give amen the bible says god loves a cheerful giver cheerful god giver. loves a cheerful giver cheerful wrap your giver. need around that see what is it that you're believing god to do in your life are you believing him to touch your heart because of the pain of what someone has done to you my god this might have transpired over 20 years ago and you're still holding on to that pain in your heart it is time to let it go it's time to surrender that pain onto the father amen and i want to invite you to give you can go to lightweight church that's www.lightweightchurch.com or you can give text to give and that's 833-901-2082 okay. 833-901-2082 Eight, two. And we're inviting you to go ahead and, and um, sow your seed. We're asking you to give us $60.15 seed. $60.15 seed. Amen. Glory Amen. be to God. And if you're saying $60, that's not a challenge to me. Amen. Go ahead and add a zero onto that so that you can challenge. You know, sometimes it, it's really not the amount that you give, but it's but you know what the is the sacrifice it's the sacrifice is the, the sacrifice god looks at the sacrifice amen and the obedience Amen. So I want to pray for you as you prepare to give. Heavenly Father, I thank you this morning yes, as your Lord. people prepare to give this morning. Glory Father, we thank God. you for every seed they are planting Hallelujah. all in your kingdom, Father. We ask that you breathe upon it this yes, morning, Father. Glory. We thank you for breakthrough. We thank you for healing. Father, we thank you for touching their hearts this morning. Yes, oh, Father, of that pain of the past, Father. We thank you for open doors for them, Father. We just thank Glory. you for what you're doing in the lives of your people, Father. Breathe upon them peace. Hallelujah. Breathe upon on them breakthrough in the name of Jesus we pray amen. amen and amen well glory be to God I want to invite you to pray with lightweight church of God in Christ yes we know that prayer changes things so yes. many people have been testifying of the mighty things that God has been doing in their life and this is amen. only through prayer it's not seeking the face of man you're seeking the face of our Lord and Savior glory be to yes. God and I want to invite you to pray and the number we call it's 515-603-5632. 515-603-5632. We pray Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific time. So for our international partners, make sure that you check and cross-check the time zones so that you can be in sync with us when we pray. If you have any difficulties getting on the prayer line, please email us. Um, the 
email is in the chat right now on Facebook. It's lightwaychurches at gmail.com. That's lightwaychurches at gmail.com. If you have any difficulties trying to get on the prayer line, please let us know. Amen. Well, it has been a blessing as always, even as we eat our physical food, we just partook of our spiritual food. Yeah. Amen. It's so good to, to get in the word of God. Don't let this just be your only day that you're diving into the word of God. Set time every day. It could be five to 10 minutes every day to get the word of God on the inside of you. Amen. Amen. Glory be to God. So Pastor Dan, you have any announcements for me? No, I equal sacrifice and not equal giving. Amen. God loves a cheerful giver. Cheerful giver. Amen. 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 Well, it's been a blessing as always. We will see you next week, same time, same place, right here on Facebook. Be blessed. Be blessed.